Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle. Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us. So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat. Our guest today, Angelica, has a unique perspective on sleep and will share her struggles of working shift work, adjusting to changing sleep patterns, finding balance in her life, and not being ashamed to ask for help. Thanks for joining us, Angelica. Thank you. So graveyards. Mm -hmm. How long have you been working graveyards, and what would you say is one of the hardest things about working graveyards? So this time around, I'm at about a year and a half working graveyards, and I thought I would be only doing it for one year, and then... Here I am, still in graveyards. <laughs> and it's still ticking. How much longer? Um, until February. Beginning of February, I'll be going back to swings. Wow. So what's been, would you say, the hardest out of working graveyards for you? I think the hardest is I did it when I was younger, and you manage one way or another because you're young. Right. And then as you get older and you've been in your career longer, I didn't realize it was going to be so much harder going back to graveyards. Um, Sleep is definitely having to be a priority now where I look back to when I was in my 20s, I could function on five, six hours of sleep Mm -hmm. because I was young, I was out doing things, having fun, and now my priority is actually trying to get sleep during the day so that I can be awake and function at work. Wow. Yeah. So what, what does that look like for you? So for me, it looks like having a consistent schedule during the week, although shift work for both of us throws a wrench here and there all the time. And there's times where he might have court, so I have to stay up and take my daughter to school an extra two hours when I'm used to my schedule going to bed right when I get home. And there's been weeks where I can't do that. Or there's weeks where I have to get up early because either the nanny can't help or something's going on and I have to get up early and then you end up giving up sleep, which is also the main reason why a lot of the times you have employees there that pick graveyards is so that you can be flexible with your schedule. But this time around, it's so much harder. It affects your body. It affects your mind. I'm noticing that I'm exhausted. I am putting on weight. It's harder to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I don't have motivation to work out. I am not patient. I am told by my husband that I must have left all the patients at work because I have none by the time I come home. Um, And I have a a little one, so I have to really be conscious on not taking it out on her because it has nothing to do with her. It'll just be I'm cranky because I'm tired. Like it's not just getting the amount of sleep, it's the quality of your sleep as well. Quality of sleep is huge, yes. And there's been times where... It doesn't happen. And, and some of the reasons sometimes are my daughter comes in the room because she saw that I was home and wants to come in my room and hang out with me. Oh, yeah. Well, what are some things that you feel like you've struggled? You know, you mentioned nanny, which, you yes. know, for some people, you know, you hear that word. I think it's a godsend. Yes. Uh, but that's also something that when we were raising our kids, mm-hmm. nanny was almost shown as a sign of a weakness or at least mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. But we took it as that. Yeah. Where now nanny is actually empowering you know you're you're getting help to get some sleep how has that been and how did you come to that conclusion for so nanny? ours was kind of a unique situation my daughter was uh born premature 
And when she came out of the hospital months later, we were told by their doctors that they did not recommend a preemie baby going to a daycare center because they would get sick all the time and their immune system wasn't built up and Mm -hmm. RSV season and everything they tell you from being in the NICU for so many weeks and months go on like it's drilled into your head so we knew we don't have that option I have to go back to work and that was our only option was to get a nanny and we did fine but then you know you go through certain nannies where they're great some Mm -hmm. are not consistent some have issues and we did struggle with that over the summer for a bit and then we finally got a great nanny again and since we were able to get a good nanny and she's consistent she's great with my daughter she's reliable which is the biggest thing um then I went ahead and picked graveyards again because we knew that I would be able to get my sleep because we knew she my daughter was in good care so how was that because you know you're talking about initially you needed a nanny for the baby's health Mm -hmm. but certain people families work shift work work opposite shifts you know on purpose to right but you're actually having a nanny so you can sleep yes so how does that so it helps because my husband works day shift and if I work nights, then I can be there in the morning. I see him in the morning. Sometimes I see my daughter in the morning if she's up by the time that I'm home. Sometimes I get home before she's gotten up, so I go straight to bed. And then I'm able to get up earlier and hang out with her right when the nanny leaves. Um, it also allows me to get up around 3-ish in the afternoon and hang out with her until I have to go to work at night. So then I'm able to spend more time with her. It's Graveyards is almost most closest shift to date to days really where you can be there in the morning you can be there in the evening mm-hmm. and then I go to work after my husband comes home from work so it has allowed us a little bit more time but the main reason why I picked it this time around was for weekends off which is so nice yes it is yep. I think it's okay. nice now too people are open to nannies you know when it, I was my kids were young I mean they're in their mid-20s now having a nanny was like oh you know but um I did have a nanny at one point um when uh, my ex-husband was on um deployment um and everybody around was like oh they got a nanny and you know of course there was you know what all the 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 hazing you know that went with it Mm. but uh but I worked nights at that time and Mm. it was you know they the boys were older, they were school age, Mm -hmm. um, but you still needed somebody with them. Um, it's, it's much easier to find that now than Mm -hmm. I think maybe back in the day. And you can have this kind of modified schedule with somebody that's taking care of your kids. and And you know, the biggest secret as to why the nanny versus a daycare, well, for us, obviously the main reason was the prematurity of her and her health was the concern. But in reality, it was that because I think we're both first responders, it's Mm -hmm. the control that we could go back and look at the cameras we have in her room, in the living room, in the kitchen and see what happened. Yeah. You know, did everything go like we thought it did versus at a daycare? You can't do that. Mm -hmm. More daycares have the cameras, uh, you know, girls I work with, they're like, oh, I'm spying on my kids at daycare. (laughs) Um, So I think, you know, that's changing, too. But it is a concern, you know, that that probably gives you nice peace of mind to be able to sleep knowing that I vetted this person and they're in my house. And if anything did happen, yes, where you did need to get up because Mm -hmm something happened you're at least right there they're right there absolutely um 
I mean, those are rare, thank goodness. But mm. um, and I wonder, I wonder. I mean, you both have not had nannies. Sally and I didn't have that that exact experience. You know, we had out nannies, so there was always that shuffling. But do you think? Do you two think that? You know, having one person that works with you to to create these schedules that you mm-hmm. already obviously set some intentionally, some mm-hmm. without realizing it, you know, to survive. Mm-hmm. Do, looking back, do you feel that maybe that kind of helped in keeping your family life, you know, the routines of all this as the children kind of progressed and the age differences and the other activities came along that that helped keep oh some of those gosh. routines? Absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for me, yeah. The boys were older, you know, mm-hmm. she got them to school, she helped get them to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped them have some sense of normalcy while their dad was gone. Yeah. Um, so it definitely, because she came about a month before he left. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had that adjustment period with her. She actually lived with us. That was part of her package. But um, it helped create a normal pattern and it helped them have a normal mm-hmm. they're like oh things aren't changing that much you know yeah and my husband's so anal he would always have a written out schedule on anytime we had a new nanny or a new babysitter this is the schedule that we follow we want you to follow it as much as you can sure now if she doesn't want to eat for another 30 minutes like he'd tell them that's fine but for the most part this is a schedule and then they knew what to do when to do it and it kept our daughter on the same schedule nice so how's that adjustment from you know, graveyards to then you're saying, you know, you're off on the weekends. Yeah. I mean, how have you survived? So I usually, so there's two methods to it (sighs) usually, right? You talk to people who work nights and some people say, oh no, I stay up on the weekends and Mm -hmm. I sleep during the day, even on my days off. When you have a family, that's not possible. So on your, my first day off, I sleep three, four hours, five hours, whatever I can squeeze in so that I can switch That means you stay up the rest of the day so that you can sleep at night and then you're functioning during the daytime the rest of your weekend and then the night before you return back to work, you have to get a nap so that you can stay up all night. So the switching is hard. I'm less patient, cranky, (laughs) all the typical things. I remember those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we're not always the nicest when we have no sleep. Not at all. And how have you adjusted, though? I mean, you have a large family from what you've shared with us before, because mm-hmm. um, we've gotten to chat a little bit before you came on. Um, how do you balance all that? Not just your immediate family and your, you know, your kid, but your holidays are coming, you know, with family yes. and extended family. So when I was younger, and this is something that I learned when I first started working shift work, the first time around that I was on nights, I would leave my ringer on. It was, that's what normal people do. You leave your phone on in case there's an emergency and someone needs to reach you. And that's just what was ingrained in my head. So that's what I did. And there was many times where my sisters would call me, my mom, hey, tonight, and it would be the weekend, right? So I would have days off during the week because I was newer. And they'd call me and they'd say, hey, we're getting together for dinner. We're going to be grilling. You know, come on up, come on over when you wake up. Well, I would answer the phone half asleep, just getting it to get it to stop Mm -hmm. ringing. I would talk to them, agree to whatever they said, hang it up and go right back to sleep. And then hours later when I got up, when I actually woke up, I'd have all these text messages. Where are you? We've been waiting for you. Are you bringing this? Are you bringing that? I'm like, what what are they talking about? (laughs) You're a no show. Yeah, literally no show. So I learned, I learned I had to turn the phone off because it wasn't going to help anyone 
if I went right back to sleep and then forgot that I was agreeing to do things. So I just keep the ringer off. If there's an emergency, someone's going to show up to my door, pound on it, ring the doorbell until I wake up. That's just what I've learned. So that became important. That became very, very important. And, and you have to prioritize your sleep. Because um, with that has also brought a ton of other things as well. Like what? Oh, weight gain. <laughs> um, you know, eating whatever. Because you're so tired. You don't have time to cook. You're not, you know, prepping. Yeah. Then all of that causes you to not feel great because now you're eating crappy food. It's a, just like a big snowball effect. Not so, only that, what's available at the middle of the night when you're hungry exactly. is crap food. It mm-hmm. is. It's good for the mouth, bad for the soul. Mm-hmm. It's, I still blame <laughs> some other places my on weight gain <laughs> on my nights back 10, 15 years ago, but yeah. we won't go there. Yes. What was it like, though? You, you know, you, you obviously were supposed to be at an event that you were... Mm-hmm confirmed and did not go to because of you know being half asleep but as time's gone on and now that you're back on graveyards how have you balanced missing out or how's that felt or or what have you done to try to so part of it is during the week um that my family knows if they need me they can call me they can text me leave a message when i wake up they will hear from me and that's the way it is and they finally have it down they've accepted it because the rest of my family all works normal day shift schedules weekends off so on the weekends, because I do sleep, you know, three, four, five hours, whatever I can on my first day off so I can switch around. They know that I can usually be around for them Friday afternoons, Saturdays, Sundays, most Monday mornings. So it's, it's taken a lot of almost training them mm. because they forget. I like that, training them. Yeah. yeah, because in the beginning, I noticed like years ago when I first did Graves, they had no concept of when I'm sleeping, when I'm working, no concept right. at all. And, and even though I would tell them, like, if I call you at two in the morning, you're going to be dead asleep. You're not going to want to go to lunch with me at that time. So this time around, I feel like they finally understood it because I didn't shut off the phone. It wasn't a priority to get the sleep, but now it is because it affects my immediate household. Right. And I'm not going to take it out of my daughter. I really try not to. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because that's, I think it's easier for us sometimes to take it on our spouses than our kids. I think a lot of yes. us kind of try to make a cogn- cogn- conscious effort yeah. to not do that to them. And speaking of daughters, because you have a little one, um, you talked about being a preemie. So obviously there was some sleep, getting her in a sleep pattern then. And mm-hmm. then as she obviously progressed, how was it trying to work this, you know, shift work, whether it was swings or graves, as you're trying to get, you know, a toddler to get into some kind of sleep form? You know, what really helped is it wasn't 100% on me. I feel like with my husband, it really was 50-50. Okay. Because when she was five months old, I went back to work full time. Um, the Back then, the days that I worked were kind of overlapping on days that he worked okay. as well. And there was a few days a week where he had to have her completely by himself. So he is a full-on, like, hands-on dad where he can feed her he can change her and i've learned apparently that's not the norm with no. other friends that i have we might we might make some listeners angry because <laughs> we've been lucky i think that has been a godsend yeah. but yeah how how did that help you specifically so like, what did you find me specific i knew that she would be fine with dad that if she was home with dad she was totally fine so then it helped me not feel as guilty going back to work because you know there's always that guilt oh, yes that you feel going back mom to work. guilt yes and I never understood it. I'm like, oh, I have to work. Right? We're not mm-hmm. millionaires. We all work in 
law enforcement for the government. So we're not rich, clearly. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But there is a great feeling of giving. Very, very much. It is. It is a calling. And it, it is. is and it's it is not. rewarding. Absolutely. It's rewarding. And you do definitely have that sense of I'm actually doing something to help the community, which, you know, I've thought about. My husband has always mentioned, you know, your job is stressful, the sleep because of shift work. Why don't you go back to work for a regular office? Like, I could never do that. I just couldn't see myself pushing paper anymore. I would have no sense of urgency in any of that because there really isn't compared to what we do. You've lived with a sense of urgency for yes. years. Yes. Can you recall a time where you've had to survive on very little sleep and maybe where it was a little scary where, you know, you've done something looking back now that sleep deprivation played a role. Oh, I have really love good to examples. Hear that. So I'm not, I'm not encouraging this, but I will tell you what I have resorted to. Okay. So pre-workout is fantastic. Hmm. And I don't use it for working out. <laughs> really? I put it in my 32 ounces of water, one scoop, and I sip it on my way to work. So it takes me about, you know, two, three hours to drink my entire 32 ounces. And then I fill it with water and continue drinking the rest of my water through my shift. That helps me stay awake. I'm alert. I'm awake. But I've had many times where I'm driving home and I am so sleepy. I don't even remember to myself, how did I get past that red light or when did I pass it or yeah. how, how did I do on the freeway? Like, I can't remember that because you're right. just so focused on just trying to get home to crawl into bed. Yeah. And I get home so exhausted that most of the time, probably 80% of the time, taking off my clothes, shoes downstairs, taking off the rest of my clothes on the way upstairs, crawl into bed without taking off my work clothes, without brushing my teeth, without washing my face and just get into bed because I'm that exhausted. So that's rough. Mm -hmm. I lived it, like that for yeah, yeah. and it's almost because you're you're almost like you need to sleep during that window where you're sleepy before you yes. get your next win kind yes. of thing. Is yeah. that because if you ignore that that overwhelming, mm -hmm. I've got to sleep, you will hit another yes. wind and you'll be up the whole day. Yeah, and yeah, if you Oof. don't, and I, I lived like that for five years, like oh. where you're just like. Eh, down that freeway and I don't remember those 10 exits yes and what do you do to when you have realized like when you've been at a stoplight and, and you're like you I think maybe I dozed off I'm not yeah. sure you turn up the radio you make a phone call you open your windows mm -hmm. like whatever you can focus on to keep your yeah I was gonna say I always awake. open the windows I got really good at eating oatmeal while driving <laughs> I, I hate to admit that but I've eaten all kinds of things on the way to work oatmeal <laughs> required uh -huh. some concentration uh -huh. but you also don't recommend it but <laughs> right. it worked it worked for you <laughs> yeah. um, there was a lot of times yeah you have somebody you can call at that time of day mm -hmm. where you can just like talk to me something you yeah. know yeah I don't conversation know. if you have you that person you can call that's usually available that. in that witching hour yeah. depending yeah. on when your witching hour is to get you through yeah um that's super helpful it so you have a really dry is. you guys developed a driving routine to work yes is what i'm hearing oh, oh more than talking to each other more, yeah. more home. i need you to talk to me keep me awake yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's usually on call. the way home yeah. from work to yeah, Just for you going yeah. to work is usually fine. Yeah, it was coming fine. home. Mm -hmm. That Ooh. was hard. But I can re I can remember the you're kind of undressing as you're mm -hmm. going up the stairs and mm -hmm. you wake up later and you're like, 
damn, yeah. what is your clothes, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the stairwell, God forbid something the happened in, in the house and, yeah. you know, somebody comes in like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe need to give a hamper at the base of yeah. the stairs now. <laughs> I never figured that out. But. Well, that sounds like, again, you guys have developed routines for different things. <laughs> yes. So you're talking about, you know, clothes. And I remember you telling me, I can't remember if it was Sally or Tina, that, you know, mm. It's funny, you know, we talk about a sleep routine, we talk about getting ready to go to work routine, mm -hmm. but do you have, you know, you, your daughter, you said as a preschooler, you know, we talked about how our kids f figure out what we're doing, you know, going, coming, sleeping, whatever. Yes. Do you have um, some indicators that you're either going to sleep or coming back from work or leaving that specifically your daughter has pointed out to you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're laughing. Oh, I Can't am. wait to hear. So usually when I start getting ready for work, is when we give her her bath for nighttime, her nighttime routine. So a lot of the times, you know, I get ready with her or I'll throw her in the shower with me or I'll be in the shower, she's in the tub. And then I start getting ready and she knows she has to have her pajamas and her teeth brushed by the time that I'm walking out the door so that she can come downstairs with daddy and say bye to me. Aww. Yeah, and a lot of the times like she's been done before me and I'm putting on my work shirt and lately in the last two weeks, she started saying, mommy, I don't want you to go to work. Mm. And ever since she was little and she could talk, my husband got into this little routine where he'd tell her, mommy has to go to work. That way she can buy you more toys. Oh, well, now I kind of use it against him. I'm like, I went to the store and bought her a toy. He's like, do we buy her toys every time? I said, well, you told her if I go to work, it's so I can buy her toys. And she's not quite at that, you know, age where she's figured out. <laughs> Oh, this was the ploy. They're going <laughs> to ride that as long as they can. Yeah. yeah. So Their last toys week, get more expensive as they go. <laughs> yes, they do. Last week, she said uh, she didn't need more toys so that I could stay. Oh, that was rough. Oh, how did that oh. gut punch yes. right there? Yes. So then I went downstairs and then I said, well, if I don't go to work, then you cannot have that cell phone that you like to play on. Let me tell you, she got real quiet and didn't say a word after that. <laughs> Bye, mom. Yeah, so I went to work. <laughs> she's like, hi. So how does it look like, so you're saying that there's some mornings where, you know, she's already awake yes. and you are um, going to take a short nap mm -hmm. and there's some obviously days that you crawl into bed and she's already asleep. Yeah. So on those days where she happens to be awake while you, maybe you got stuck late at work mm -hmm. and she's awake as you come in. Yes. And now you're going to go to sleep so you can have, you know, your time to sleep. Yes. Have you had any struggles with that or any experience, you know, with that? Not always. Yes, because out? she recognizes my work shirt. So she doesn't like my work shirt because she knows it means I'm leaving. Okay. So in the mornings when I come home, if she is already up and awake, if I get home after 730, then the nanny's already there. I get off at seven. So usually if I get off right on time, I can go home and crawl right <laughs> into bed before she's up then it's easier. She doesn't realize I'm home and it's, it's easier. But if I get home after seven 30, then Annie's already there trying to feed her breakfast, you know, getting her ready for the day. And if I come home and she sees me in my work shirt, the first thing she says is mommy, can you take your work shirt off? And oh. she knows I'm always wearing an undershirt. So then I take off my work shirt and I'm just in a little like, you know, sleeveless shirt underneath. And, and she knows I'm, I'm there to stay. I'm not leaving for work anymore. You're like in mom mode. Like yeah. she's got mom now. Yeah. But then and she knows you're, Obviously, you got to go to sleep. Does she hinder she that? Does or? you know? I don't know how much she actually comprehends that I have to go to sleep. She knows that it's playtime when the nanny gets there. So a lot of the time, she acknowledges me, is excited to see me and hear me. And then recently, she says, "Okay, mommy, I play with the nanny. You go to bed now." <laughs> so it sounds like you've used though a lot of just listening to you. It sounds like all these routines that you have built, whether 
the toy one is going to come back to bite you or not, yeah. that you've put words to it. You know, yes. like the work shirt is a visual that it's at your either coming or going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting her to have her teeth and her pajamas on before you leave means mm-hmm. she gets to say goodbye. Have you yeah. found that some of that has helped kind of get you in some kind of sleep routine? I mean, do you even, do you even realize or recognize what your sleep routine is on those days? That's funny because, uh, yes, there's absolutely routine and you definitely need it. I think I fought the routine for the first, you know, years of my career, but my husband is very routine and it would drive me up the wall because for him, he needed to do everything the exact same way. And now I like it and it helps with toddlers. And that's the one thing when we were doing sleep training, we were doing potty training, everything talks about routine that toddlers thrive with routine. And it is true. We rediscovered it really is. They behave better. They're not little jerks if you let them sleep and take a nap and have them on a routine with their meals. So that worked for us. Hmm. So even though we were chaotic and coming and going, we had the nanny keep her in a routine. My husband kept her in a routine. I kept her in a routine. So it worked for us. Yeah. Well, and you talked about, you know, some of the things that you have done differently, you know, this time working Mm -hmm. graveyards than when you were younger. So in realizing, you you Mm -hmm. mentioned hormones, you mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. not eating well and affecting your health in in numerous Mm -hmm. ways. Have you started making changes or have you implemented new things to, you know, get your health up to where it needs to be and continue while you're doing this lovely shift called graveyards? Uh, I feel like it's always a work in progress, but this time around, I kept thinking like, why is this so much harder? This is rough. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm barely surviving. I bet. Yeah. And um, talking to people at work and talking to my boss and other coworkers of mine realized that I probably needed to have a sleep study. So yeah. I did that when I first came to graveyards and obviously found out that I had a sleep apnea. Oh. So I had to get on a CPAP machine. And the first time around, it was not... I mean, maybe it took me two weeks to get used to it, but it was really helpful that my husband was there at night because I was not working nights when I first started on the machine. I think I had gotten off for a little bit and he was there every night to remind me to put it on. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to graveyards and I was sleeping by myself, I got off of the routine of using sure. it and then have slowly realized this isn't working. I'm not getting quality sleep. I'm not... Mm-hmm focused my attention span is horrendous my memory like it really affects you and when I really started to think about it and see how it is physically affecting me and mentally that's when I thought okay I know I know I really need to reconsider getting back on it I think I'm about four days in using it again and do you feel any different I do feel a lot better really yeah so it is so but it's rough like getting back on it has um some side effects that People don't usually talk about, it's like the getting used to it, it rubs on certain parts of your face Mm. and it's painful because your body has to get used to wearing that again. You talked about like, you know, you found ways to lose weight. You found ways to prep. So there's food available. Yes. So a year ago I, uh, joined working out with a trainer and that has really changed my, like how I saw working out. I always thought you had to go out and run and um, do this and do that, you know, like cardio and, and I couldn't do it anymore because as you get older, things hurt. Yes. Running jumping hurts. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, jumping hurts. Yes. And I, I 
tend to have like pain in my feet. So I couldn't really run like I used to before. And that was really hard for me to, it was like a hard pill to swallow. I always liked getting out, you know, when the weather starts going from being really hot to the fall, you know, cool breeze. I want to be out walking and taking my daughter out and my feet hurt. I can't do that. So I had to switch to doing weight training now. And I really find that it really, it's my me time and I like it and I enjoy it. And I went as far as like last Christmas, my husband said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want another six months. Like with my trainer, I really enjoy working out with her. What a great way to kind of, you know, get it into the budget without feeling, you know, that feeling guilty. Yeah. It's a present. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. But you know, um, I have to say there's one thing you can tell your younger self out of everything you've learned, you know, and, and, and have changed this time around, mm-hmm. um, or even to some of the younger spouses and, 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 and girlfriends that are, you know, in that same boat. You know, I think diet it was the biggest thing for me. I think it really was. Mm-hmm. If you are taking care of yourself, usually the number one thing is what you're eating. Are you eating healthy or are you eating takeout fast food? And diet, I feel like as soon as I started slipping on my diet, I started slipping on the working out. So I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. If I eat clean, it helps me stay motivated on working out. And I feel like it really is a catalyst for everything else, healthy and trying to lead a healthy life. But if you watch your diet when you're doing shift work, whether it's graveyards, whether it's swing shift, I think diet is going to be a really big part of it. It's going to help you keep your energy levels up, whether you have sleep apnea or not, whether you're working out or not. If you're not eating right, you're not going to have the motivation to work out. And it's going to help you stay focused, I feel like. So I think that and then prioritizing your sleep. Making those changes. I had to laugh at the turning the ringer off because... (laughs) It's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, Leaving the phone on and people just calling because it's normal for them and you're total opposite. Um, So that was huge. Um, Mm -hmm. Turning off the ringer, you know, not getting that interrupted sleep. And you would imagine, you know, back when I worked nights, we still had a house phone (laughs) landline. So you um, you had all the telemarketers calling and everybody in the world calling and so not having the phone in the bedroom Mm -hmm. turning all the ringers off in the house huge having the good sleep hygiene a routine when you come home I know Mm -hmm. we joked about you know walking up the stairs pulling your clothes off and not even washing your face but having the routine getting your CPAP on Mm -hmm. Um, I had to start wearing like a sleep mask Mm -hmm. Um, I had industrial fans in my room because I needed the white noise. Okay, I do have a fan and I run it. And so um, since I worked nights, I still have the industrial fans. <laughs> like they are the big garage fans, you yes. know, like they have like, they're like, you know, four feet across. And mm-hmm. I had one of those bad boys in my room and I still do because now I've grown accustomed to that white noise even yes. at night that I needed it you know, the heat too. Yeah. You know, it does help with the heat and, um, we do keep our room a little cooler than the rest of the house. It definitely helps sleep when the room's Mm -hmm. cooler. Yeah. 
and running that fan. And I learned that if you buy a new fan, the new fans don't make as much noise. Yeah. <laughs> so so keep, I had the old school yes. bad boy. Yeah. So we keep the old one because that's yes. what makes noise yeah. that helps so that you don't hear the lawnmower going across the street yeah. or, you know, it's all doing that laundry. too. Yeah. You know, all the landscapers all, around, yes. they're doing the blowers. What's going and, on? Yeah. 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 No, I have that old school, mm-hmm. you know, literally it was four feet across. It, <laughs> it was, I never thought about that big fan. Everybody would yeah. walk in my room and be like, what the heck is that? I'm like, that's my, that's my nighttime. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Noise machine. But I don't works. care. It I works. might, the rest of it might be bougie, but yeah. I need that fan and it's going to be with me until it dies and doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Maybe bedazzle it. <laughs> oh, there we go. So I, oh. I do have a, um, a little bit of a advice on that. Yeah. So my daughter, um, sleeps with a noise machine, you know, mm-hmm. babies use noise machines mm-hmm. and her noise is sound, uh, beach waves. Oh, so oh, like, I like she that. hears the ocean, right? Well, we do at night. So I hear it on the weekends, have a sound monitor into our room so we can hear if she wakes up. So then that's kind of our white noise oh, at night. Nice. So it's- when we travel, we take her sound machine. <laughs> And you all sleep better. We're going to all still continue to sleep because funny. we're used to the noise. Yeah. So and setting that routine is yeah. maintaining yeah. that. Absolutely. Maintaining it because we forgot it once. But let me tell you, there is apps on your cell phone for white mm-hmm. noise. And oh, yeah. Choose yeah. to match the noise. Yeah, it works out. I love how you prioritized. Um, you actually set boundaries. You learned to set yes. boundaries. And I think that big message is mm-hmm. don't feel guilty for setting boundaries and prioritizing yourself. Because it's important because, again, that ripple effect, mm-hmm. if you deplete it here, it's going to affect downline. Yeah. And, you know, so. I think the hardest thing to learn was that I had done graveyards before in my 20s and it wasn't that hard. But when you go back to it, when you're a little bit older, mm-hmm. it's, it's rough. Different you have to, yeah. It is absolutely different. You have to use set the boundaries and you have to prioritize your sleep yeah. and yourself. Well, I keep just hearing schedules that Absolutely. were in place, which I think sometimes we don't stop, or at least for me, mm-hmm. you know, we lived on schedules, but no one ever wrote them down or, or were able to look back and say, you know, does that work? Or how do I build that in my schedule? I think sometimes we just lived on the state of our parents and especially with two first responders in our household. I think that would have probably helped us a lot more knowing that this is the sleep and you, I mean, the schedule, this is kind of how you make it work. It's I really want to thank you for sharing that. Well, you're welcome. It's a work in progress. That's for sure. It's not yeah. perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for riding along with us today. We hope our perspectives from the passenger seat helped you gain some insights to navigate the Leo lifestyle. For additional information and resources, visit us on Instagram at Ride Along Chronicles. Follow, like, and comment for more. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, leave a comment or send a confidential email. See you on the next ride.